0: Hey, what's going on folks? This is Trey Wynn and I'm with Chase Green and welcome into a brand new episode of Chat 10 Sports. Chase, I feel like every week I do this. We got our little in- intro segue we got planned out and I just want to derail it for some reason.
1: Yeah, like, just take off the sideways. How you doing? How you I'm been? I'm great, man. I'm great. I realized today something. Uh, this will segue. Give me a second. Okay. Okay. Um, Today I went out and ran. I got a new pair of running shoes. Uh-huh. Some no, some no, nice Noble running shoes. They're fresh, dude. Spent a little too much cash probably for them, but I got done house sitting after, you know, this beautiful home I got to stay in last week. And got paid a little cash, you know, so I was like, I'm going to splurge for myself. I want to be a runner. Um so today I did a little running sprint workout. It's only the 800s. That's it, you know. And I realized today that my sprinting 800 pace is what you have to average to qualify for the Boston Marathon. You have to average like a 650 mile, and I so was you're like, there. "In an 800 meter sprint, that's all I got." I was like I got, I've got a long ways to go.
0: Yeah, my my neighbor and I were doing some running just to try and get back into some type of workout with this COVID. Sorry, man, I got like a hair in my eye or something. Um, but we were going out, and he was talking about running times and how he's trying to, you know, increase his. But some of those, I mean, professional, I guess, I'm um, semi-professional, whatever you want to call them, the guys that are winning the Boston Marathons. And, yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking of how I would operate. And for all those jumping in here, we appreciate you jumping in. This is Chat 10 Sports. We're just breaking our usual intro segment uh, to yeah. make sure you have some time to float in here. I'm talking about running. But, yeah, I mean, that's something I I've never – I've never obviously as big as I am. I'm 6'5". Uh, I won't tell you my weight right now because COVID's been kicking my ass.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm on the thick side, not the thin side right now. So we'll, we'll work on that. Um, but, yeah, dude, I've never been a guy to run. I've always been the brute guy. I've been the five-second of explosion in football. But then, you know, it's one of those things. But, anyways, let's jump back on track here, folks. What's going on? I'm Trey Wynn. This is Chat 10 Sports. I'm joined by Chase Green. We are here oh, to discuss – a few of the things that you can see below. I think it'll take a whole lot more time than three topics we'll be here for. I'm uh, going to shoot for about an hour, maybe a little bit more. But do us a favor. If this is your first time here, do us a favor and comment below and say hello to us. We'll give you a shout out. And throughout the show as we talk, make sure and give us your thoughts and opinions. Obviously, the Titans signed or extended, Derrick Henry, just time, yesterday. Baby. I mean, talk about like fourth quarter Hail Mary shots. I think John uh, John Robinson today was on NFL Live on on uh, ESPN, yeah. and literally said we were coming down to minutes of getting everything turned in, getting all of our stuff in order. Uh, so he kind of made that last hail Mary shot. But Yasiel Puig is officially a Brave.
1: That's big, man.
0: Out of left field for me. I wasn't he even thinking. It. I didn't no. even realize he was a free agent until about two minutes after that. Uh, you know, he was uh, being signed. Of course. Uh the GM for the Braves, is back at it again. And, of course, the Vols have been hit by the, the the wave of the Rona. There's SEC talk to happen. It's something that we want you guys to be a part of us. But, Chase, hit, tell the folks about Parkway Poorhouse downtown oh,
1: Um As of right now, it's still a question. I think everybody, they're trying to do as best they can. What's up, Herb? Um, and we are back in Parkway Poorhouse. It's our guys. If you need some takeout, I know it's a little, still a little different. It's, it's a mask thing. It's a mask mandate here in Chattanooga, but it's one of those weird little laws. You know, you, As long as you can walk in, sit down, you can enjoy your nice meal at Parkway, get some good wings, some good summer breeze out on the porch. It's still a good atmosphere, man. It's still a, it's still a good time. Wonderful beer selection right now. I know there's a lot of fun things happening with Chattanooga Whiskey, too, as far as they're going to get some new drinks over there and have some little Fun gimmicks and stuff like that coming in for their fresh food and all that seafood and that little bayou touch he's got going on over there. Oh, so yeah, baby. Come get a little taste of uh, some, you know, seafood of the northern south.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're we're on the upper upper uh, yes. peripheral, if you will. But, yeah, Parkway Poros is our home for all of our watch parties here in Chattanooga. I know we are talking about events today. Hopefully going to be back on track here. Hopefully this Rona thing's on its back end and not its second wave and bumping up like – unfortunately most are are thinking that way but again we get more than yeah. more, we get more conflicting reports every day i feel like so we'll see what happens But, guys, uh, in case you're new to us, chat10sports.com is the hub to find out everything about us, why we do what we do, what we're here to do right now, and then our podcast feeds, our fan groups, and then connect with us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Of course, you can find us and listen to us as this audio now will upload to our podcast feeds as well as our other podcasts, Tighten Up Talk, Welcome to Valhalla, Preds Report, and the Chop On Chat. We are covering all bases for those that love Tennessee sports, in our Atlanta Braves as well, since we're in the Chattanooga area. Uh, but subscribe yeah. there if you would. But, uh, guys, we're going to jump straight into this thing because we are going to hit the ground running. The king gets the bag. Derrick Henry has officially been extended, which I am I was shocked by. I, I Actually, too. it's funny to think about because I got the notification on Twitter from a love-hate-enemy relational guy <laughs> I like a lot. He's Jimmy Morris. Of uh, Music City Miracles, good guy, but we kind of a little banter back and forth. He yeah. was on one side of the running back fence; I was on the other, and I was shocked to see the deal because obviously Adam Schefter's—I think what was it—two days ago gave us a report that it's not likely to happen. All of a sudden, it rolls in, and my first thought was, "Holy, sh- holy crap!" That was my, yeah. my my PG version, I should say. PG, PG here. Oh, yeah. oh, Holy crap, but what are the details of this deal? Chase, give me your thoughts, and for all those watching here with us as well, give me your thoughts on Derrick Henry's deal. Obviously, no one saw it coming, but what was your first reaction to the news of Derrick Henry getting an extension?
1: Yeah, honestly, man, I really thought I had no chance of working out, and then all of a sudden I felt like I was like in a weird sandlot moment where everybody's like texting. It's like, hey, it's going to happen. It's going right. to happen. And it's, I mean, like you were talking about, it's down to the minutes. Yeah. Minutes. Um, and Herbie, yeah, it's very cap friendly. Um, I think he, we still have, what, $10 million left for next year in open space. So there's a lot of things working out for the better, right, for the cap.
0: Yes. Yeah, I'm going to get to that in a second. But tell me, like, your initial just, yeah. I mean, do you, do you like the move? Do you think it's a, it's a smart move for the Tennessee Titans, or is it better for us to, or I guess would it have been better?
1: Um, I am still a proponent of the second deal stigma. I'm a little worried about it, but Derek's a very interesting case because he's still going to have, I think they're also going to play a lot of two back system. Um, he doesn't have the miles that usual, um, second contract guys have for them running back position that are good. Um, but it's still questionable to me because I, I, I want him to prove me wrong, but yeah, the stigma's still there for me. I wish we'd have just kind of franchise tagged him, see what we got out of uh, the rookie out of App State, and kind of worked with it. But I would have, uh, you know, I'm happy that it happened because we paid a guy that needs it, deserves it. Um, so we've got a future, and I know we're going to roll into that here in a second with Tammy Hill for four years, Byard for four years. <laughs> and, uh, thanks, man. <laughs> <friend. laughs> And uh, yeah, I was I was pretty pumped. What was your like? Were you you were cool with it? Because I think we were on the same vibe as far as Neil, stigma nervousness.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm 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 especially I know, like I said, me and Jimmy Morris. I, I like the guy. I don't know how he actually feels about me. If he wants to try and put me in the ground, but it's one of those things that if you had looked at and I wrote at chattensports.com, kind of the running back paradigm, if you will, of what it what it at the I guess. Three or four months ago, this was, um, but basically breaking down how the top five guys in the NFL, when you had Le'Veon Bell, what was it, David Johnson, Todd Gurley was up there, Ezekiel Elliott, and all these guys were either on bad teams or they were just in bad deals. And obviously, as we saw uh, since about four months ago, Todd Gurley was cut. Devonte Freeman was, I think, he was up there at the time,
1: yep. um,
0: and other guys. Moves have been made to kind of reset the running back market. And my my initial thought, I'm not going to think. And he, here's kind of where I'm with John Robinson because the Titans have been so bad, or I guess were so bad for so long that my knee jerk reaction was, oh man, because I remember the first deal that John Robinson made was getting Derek. Uh, sorry, excuse me. DeMarco Murray yeah. uh, for swapping fourth round picks with the Eagles shocked me completely that I saw the details of the deal. And every single time John Robinson makes a deal happen, you just sit in awe of what the guy's working with, what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think Herb Goni, our guy, uh, put up the question here for him. He said, is it cap-friendly? And I wanted to pull it up right now because, obviously, Ryan Tannehill is going to be leading the top of our, our our payroll for 2020 or the Titans payroll, I should say. It's something that Derrick Henry reorganized and kind of reshifted his monies uh, with this new extension that in 2020, he's making only $6 million um once I saw the details of that, I was absolutely floored. I was, I was, oh man, you know, to see obviously what we could do with Jadevion Clown. That's a big part of this conversation as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 still with you in the sense that there's always that question mark for second second deal running backs, especially Alabama running backs, because there's yeah. always been that stigma for Bama backs. But Mark Ingram's been dis you know, I, I guess he's disproved of that. Obviously, Derek Henry in a season and a quarter, I guess, mm-hmm. the, the latter part of, of 2018, he, yeah. he, he got hot. But I think people got to realize, like, this is all about pieces. Brian mm-hmm. Tannehill and Derrick Henry on the field together, it is absolutely incredible. Uh, it's magic. It's one of those things that you just cannot put – into words as far as why it works, but the play action for Tannehill and mm-hmm. the running, the running attack, the zone scheme running attack for Derrick Henry just works. So I'm happy with it. It's obviously one of those things. The big question mark for me was what are the contents of the deal and does it affect Devion Clowney? So that, that's where I was at once I saw the actual notification.
1: Yeah. Same thoughts. I, I was a little worried we were going to pay too much, but I thought once again, J Rob comes in and he works this magic that last minute. I think he just teases us. I know I texted you guys, and I was like, I really think he just comes out here and waits for us to, to just laugh at us, just text, you know, little things like, hey, I'm gonna wait till the last minute. I'm gonna watch Titans Twitter and I feel like he just sits back there and giggles. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Taz coming in here with a comment of J. Rob the Great. I like the actual Raiden icon there. He's <laughs> got there, dude. Yes. I've been playing a lot of video games myself. Um, let's see here, but Craig's story coming in here. Everyone, appreciate you guys jumping in here. Make sure and, and comment your thoughts here with us. But Craig says the best part of uh, of both, the Henry and Tannehill deal, is the option after yeah. the two years uh, for both as a precaution. That's been yeah. kind of J-Rob's go-to. Um, yeah. You know, kind of front-loading or back-loading a deal. I've loved it. Again, it's something I've had to actually adjust to as a Titans fan because old Rustin Webster and Tommy Smith of old – it got really bad there for a while, you know, but yeah. it's one of those things that, uh, but yeah, like, like Craig said, it, it's, it's a smart team friendly deal. And it also, I think it says a lot about, about Derek Henry. Mm-hmm. Obviously he is a guy that John Robinson, what was it a year or two ago, or maybe, maybe more said, we want guys that are team, team first guys that are going to put the work in. They're going to show up and do it. And as we saw over the season last year, Derrick Henry's leadership role increased, you know, a, yeah. as, as the year went on. So the guy's done his due diligence, done his time, and, and obviously getting getting the bag is is just kind of that. Like Vrabel and, and Robinson have both said, if you are good to the team, the team will be good to you. So
1: yeah. And, and he's so he's so valuable to this Titans offense in so many different ways. And it's it's weird because I guess he is considered, and for the most part, he is one-dimensional but that one dimension fits this team so well and he's such an interesting case for the second contract stigma that it's hard to like have a comp because mm-hmm. everybody else was like David Johnson the Todd Gurley's they were used and abused basically by their yep. teams and even though Henry got a large majority of the offensive production it was it was just different and he doesn't take that he doesn't take that beating and that uh, he he does like to bounce outside. He uses his he uses his length and he doesn't take just brutal hits all the time. So he's such a different comp to find somebody that's worked out in a similar way that I guess that's why I'm pretty happy with overall with the contract. So
0: yeah, I mean, as far as a comparison for Derrick Henry, obviously we're not going to have much success finding that. Yeah. But nope. but something that that I think originally and this was last year of. The contrast between Derrick Henry and Deion and Lewis, I'm so ex- this, "This is – we've talked about this before, but I'm so excited for Darrington Evans. I'd have yeah. seen him in because the later in the game that you have a fresh Derrick Henry, it's one of those things to me that it just makes this team even more deadly. Obviously, I mean, with the exception of Jack Conklin, Marcus Mariota, you're you've only lost those two guys and you have all returning starters. Obviously, uh, that right-hand side of the offensive line is still a pretty big concern to me with Isaiah Wilson at right tackle, Nate Davis who had a pretty rough 2019. That's the big question mark on the offensive side of the ball for me, and it's it's obviously Jack Jack Conklin is smaller as far as weight and I think even height than Isaiah Wilson. And uh, even today, I saw a tweet putting out that Isaiah Wilson has the number two rating against first overall uh, – or first-round pick talent, I guess that pool, uh, which is good in pass protection. So that's, that's okay. good for the passing game. My biggest concern is that can he stick his head on a guy and keep his legs moving, keep the leverage where it needs to be because guys of that size and stature have a tendency to pop up. So that's one thing for me that it, it's it's exciting, but, but even more so exciting for me with the running back deal is seeing Derrick Henry – and Darrington Evans and how they're going to work together because it's no longer going to be if Derek's on the field you're running and if Dion's on the field you're passing. So yeah, that's my thought. Yeah. But
1: and I want to answer Old Taz's question here. He says, "How do you see technically define him as a one dimensional?" Because I love Derek, but he is not a guy like when you have when you throw it out to Kamara on third down and it's out in the flat. I mean, if Derek's got a head of steam, he's he's great. He's not a guy that's gonna break you off in the backfield and then make you know two or three cuts and go. That's just not who he is and that's fine right. um he, he has fine hands, but there's just a little difference between nowadays game to fly across and uh like to go out and catch on third down and make routes and he just never really had that and thank you, Corey. I miss you
0: <laughs> Corey's giving some love to our guy here. Uh how old were you when you actually I'll, hang,
1: I'll hang up and listen.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I agree with you because even taking an average of twelve and a half million dollars a year, I think I think Derrick Henry's aware of what he's good at. And it's not yeah. something he's not trying to be the two thousand twenty running back like Kamara, like CMC, old yeah. Christian McCaffrey. He knows what he's good at, and it's a team-friendly deal. And as he said throughout the entire week, it's one of those things that, I guess when when the deal was done, he has a lot of love for Tennessee, and they picked him, and thirty-one of their teams did not. Like, obviously, I'm, I'm the kind of person, and it's probably the same thing like we talked about last week with with uh, Pat Mahomes. Like, you want to be on that same team for ten years. Yeah. You want to have that type of tenure and be a legend in that town. Never have to buy a beer. You know, it's one of those things like like. Javon curse and, and Eddie George, like they'll never have to buy a beverage in the city of Nashville ever again, which is cool. It's exciting, but I can see why a guy like Derek Henry wants to be able to compete, especially on a talent level that the Titans have right now, because I, I, I've been tweeting the praises of John Robinson all day, just to see how he's pieced this entire team together. This is not stuff. That's just like, Easy to do. Obviously, I remember when LaWan got the extension. Obviously, Jarrell Casey got his extension has since been shipped. But Kevin Byard and now Derrick Henry and even the Tannehill deal—like we're we're on the on track of drafting guys, developing them, and then and then extending them. Keeping them, uh, there. yeah, and keeping them in Nashville, which is a fantastic thing. But but let's move on here, Chase. I want to talk about some Jadavion Clowney. I think I think Herb asked the question earlier as far as as, as Clowney next. And I want to give the breakdown, I think you asked the question, um, but with the reworking of the deal right now, the Titans have about 24, just over $24 million to work with today. That's because again, of the adjustment of Henry's deal where he was, he's not making 12 and a half this year. He's making $6 million in 2020. It frees up that much cash to go out. And let's even say, and, and someone asked us this question, what happens if you don't sign Clowney? There's still a couple good guys out there, a couple good pieces, not quite at, at Clowney's level. But you have Everson Griffin, maybe some other guys that are cornerbacks or even, I don't know, potentially other de- you know defensive tackles. But my thing is all focus, all operations right now for the Tennessee Titans is to get Jadeveon Clowney in the door and get a, faci- get a, a physical in the facility and yeah. sign, man, because let me ask you this. Why would Clowney not want to come to Nashville or not come to the Titans?
1: That's what I don't understand. Like it's it seems like it's the only realistic and best opportunity because I mean, saw what the Titans did last year. AFC championship. You're you're a couple big plays away. And I know Clowney's not known for being the greatest pass rusher of all time, but he makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Who knows? A couple disruptions last year against Kansas City late. Who knows? Yeah. So adds a piece. Um obviously people like being here. You have your three biggest stars that want to stay there with Bayard, now Henry and Tannehill and signed to good deals on both sides. It seems like, um, so I don't understand why, why he wouldn't, it's the, it's the city. A lot of people want to be in. Um, it's getting bigger and bigger each day. We can tell by the traffic. Um, and I, I don't know, I don't know why he wouldn't unless he really likes Seattle and there's something still going that, chance to go back there. I guess I don't know if they have the right to franchise tag him still or how that works, but I don't really know his other options.
0: Yeah. Now I, mean, I, I know the Bears, not the Bears, the Browns just Browns. recently signed Miles Garrett. They were in that conversation, but they signed him to the a contract. deal that was yeah, guaranteed a hundred million dollars, which is, I think the first time ever for a fully guaranteed or not fully guaranteed, but a hundred million dollars guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh our guy Chili Pepper over here jumping in, good to have you in here, brother. If we get Jadevian County here on a Super Bowl run, he makes a great impact. And something that in that AFC championship game, something that John Robinson talked about, is the fact that the interior defensive line was not given the push needed to stop their their offensive you know scheme and attack because yeah. I think even Polkaharski. I think that was during their time, him and John Robinson, uh, last week, basically saying that that could have been the beginning of the end for a guy like Juro Casey, not yeah. getting the the, you know, the upfront push. Obviously, Clowney is not a sack guy; he's more of a run defender. But obviously, he's a freak, so it's one of yeah. those things just to get a guy like that. But as we've all as we've all talked about in in, in previous episodes of Chatton Sports and other outlets are talking about what Clowney brings to the table. For guys like Simmons, Harold Landry, Vic Beasley, I'm completely okay. And I want to ask you this question too. Of and even for those watching with us, what are you comfortable giving Jadavion Clowney? Because obviously we do have that 24 million, uh, 24.1 million dollars. I'll say uh, to work with right now. Are you are you wanting to go? I w- I could see him going around 14 to 16 million dollars a year. But are you willing to push it up a little bit more to make sure we, uh, we secure the bag?
1: I don't feel like his market's as high as he thinks it is. So I'm, I'm in the boat of I think you can, with slightly more guaranteed, I, I think you should be able to get him at the $14 million range. Mm-hmm. That, that seems like what it should be right now. Um, I'm fine to do 15, but when you get to $16 million, you're just, just killing that cap, killing it for years. And it's something that I don't know. I, I don't, I don't really want to overpay for him because yes, he does make a huge difference. Yeah. He, he, he has obviously worked with Brabel for years. That's a camaraderie aspect that I th- think that that's why the Titans have the best chance. I feel like right now, but um just worried about overpaying for him because I don't, I don't know what it's going to wind up be in the next couple of years. And he was, He was really solid last year, don't get me wrong, but just worry about time and what his real market value is right now because obviously it doesn't seem like there's this just huge push to find him for everybody because it's like, I just don't want to overpay him. And if that's what, you know, 99% of all the GMs are saying right now, then you got to trust those guys. So yeah, are your thoughts, you want to – thinking 14 or 15?
0: Well, I like Chili Peppers' answer here of saying 14, you know, a year. I think it will be a one-year deal. With mm-hmm. uh, plus incentives, which that could be, uh, you know, sacks, all different, you know, snaps, you know, taken or whatnot. He says 15 million at tops. Herb Gundy comes in here one year. Show me a contract with bonuses for X number of sacks, et cetera. I think, yeah, I, I think they're, you know, on the right track as far as how John Robinson will structure this deal if mm-hmm. it does take place. Uh, but Teron Davenport, friend of uh, you know, a friend of ours, goes on to uh, my sports update on Twitter. His podcast is basically saying, in his opinion, you know, he thinks that if they get him in the door, uh, get him physical, and he and he, and he checks out, he's going to be a titan. Like and yeah. like you mentioned, I, I think people might forget this, but in case you got HBO Max, go back and watch some of these episodes during Hard Knocks when the Texans were on there, way back when like Vince Wilfork was in his overalls making, <laughs> he was balling out there. Dude, yeah, that was that was. I I love Hard Knocks, but yeah. uh, there's a segment of that of one of the episodes during the Texans' uh, season. I guess you know they got JJ Watt was taking naps in a little you know, <laughs> you know stowed away closet or whatever it was. But, yeah. but Clowney was talking about Vrabel because Vrabel was the linebackers coach at that time, and they were just basically seeing Vrabel's praises. But Clowney was one of the main guys they focused on talking about just the way he coaches, his intensity, and obviously his mm-hmm. developmental skills, like. Again, we were talking about a second ago. I don't see any reason, aside from just cold, hard cash, the fact that if someone just threw him $20 million, obviously he would probably go to that point. The fact that it hasn't happened yet makes me doubt that that would take place at this point in the game. And obviously the whole COVID epidemic has made this thing probably 10 times as harder, yeah, to try and get somebody there. But – for me, I I agree with Chili Pepper, man. Fifteen million dollars tops, but the incentives game, I could see it being more than that if he if he really brings it and he's able to actually, even if he were to earn a, an earn a second contract with the Titans, yeah. that's something I could see happen. But, I mean, you just gotta look at that defensive line right now and think if you throw Clowney in there, it is like Jeff Schwartz can't even hate on that stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's,
1: yeah, it's a it's a different level, man that's the only thing it's I don't want to overpay for him, but then I also do as a fan as well, because he what's left out there in the world of free agency just doesn't really compare to like where he's going to take the team to another level. And he adds just a package that would just make you feel warm in the heart, man. It would just, that defensive line would be nasty. I think I, I know COVID's this crazy thing and it's causing a lot of rifts in sports, and we're gonna get into that with more like the NCAA here in a little bit. But I think the NFL is gonna play. Um and you know, the quicker you can get this done, the quicker, you know, you can I know it's Zoom meetings and I know it's small team workouts and stuff like that, but the quicker you can get this done, the better it's gonna feel and get him in there, get him working and you know, it just takes a big like sour leaf, and big weight off your shoulders. So For sure.
0: For sure. Well, let's talk about the offensive side. I know we, we mentioned a good bit as far as the actual talent, but can you think of the last time the Titans had a, a quarterback and a running back that they extended playing on the same side of the ball? Because, Man. obviously, I mean, I guess in, in, in a second deal, I should say, because it's one of those things to me that, this is big. This is big for the Titans. I think some people still consider Tannehill a bridge quarterback. Yeah. If he can go out there, even if he regresses a little bit, I I still think he's a guy. Especially going into the twenty twenty one draft, which is receiver depth, you know, and quarterback depth. I mean, it's one of those things that you could probably draft there to help. But but what do you think here and now? What does it mean for the Titans to have two, obviously two of the bigger positions on the offensive side of the ball? And A.J. Brown, let's throw him in there, too. Mm-hmm. We have a we have a, a, a trifecta right now on the offensive side of the ball that they've already established continuity. They've already established some rapport. Is there a reason to doubt them in 2020?
1: No. The only thing that scares you is sophomore slump for A.J. And if Corey Davis has taken the give-up approach, I'm not going to make it. But it's hard for me to think that because he is on a contract year. And if you play fantasy, you always draft people on a contract year. Yeah. (laughs) And if you don't play
0: fantasy, that's what you want to do when you play fantasy. (laughs) Yeah.
1: If you do play fantasy, if you've never played before, here's your advice. Find guys (laughs) on contract years, and it works every time. It's incredible. So um, even if he's not playing for the Titans, he's playing for somebody else. Win-win. So I think that's part of it. I used to. I want to believe Corey Davis finds it, and he winds up being a well-deserved number four pick. But it's not looking that way. Um, but also with Johnu Smith coming in, and obviously they, he and Tannehill working out. I mean, you always hear this: they're working out in South Beach together. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear that every offseason from some quarterback and receiver or tight end. And you're like, well, they're working out together. It's like I, I've seen that in every you can got any fan base. Um, but I I don't know. Johnny really came on, and I don't think he's Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, but he's a number one tight end in the league. So adding A.J. Brown, who was wildly underrated in Madden ratings, I know we talked about that. I was pissed. 81?
0: Are
1: you joking me? Is that
0: his 2021 Madden rating, or is that last year's? No, this is 2021. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. So yeah. all I'm saying right now is not you know the 99 club which I really don't care about. There's always the same four yeah. or five guys yeah, same
1: dudes. Yeah. But I,
0: oh man, I, see my idea with Madden and this tell me what you think about this and for all those watching tell me what you think as well. If you take the averages of what a fan base gives per player. So AJ Brown, if I were to give him a grade, I probably would give him at least an 86 to an 89 because of how he played last year. Now, if you're if you're different from that, if you're lower or if you're higher, you take the average of that, and then ESPN can take that and or ESPN, but Madden can take that and do whatever they want to do with it. Because I love Madden. I have I was you know I played Madden a a ton during COVID. Yeah, but it's one of those things that even like again the Titans, Taylor Lewan, being a three time Pro Bowler. I don't know how many times he's been an All Pro off the top of my head, but being an eighty and Madden in this last year, it just doesn't make sense when the guy is obviously yeah. w- was formerly one of the highest paid offensive linemen at the time. But since then, obviously the, the, the markets change, which just doesn't make sense. But, anyways, I did want to get on to one thing because our guy's bring it up, or our guy brings it up here is Corey Davis now or never. Um, speaking of, of Tannehill and Henry going into the future, I think Corey Davis is going to go off this year. I think he is going to be a guy that turns a lot of heads. I think he is the type of guy. He's a quiet dude. He does, he's not going to be the like, give me the ball, you know, Chad Ochocinco or you know Terrell Owens type of guy. I think he'll be motivated by not getting his fifth year option. Yeah. And honestly, I think he'll hit the market next year. I think he'll he'll make some pretty good money. But the receiver spot to me is one of those that has to be addressed as soon as possible via the draft, even if they were. And I've entertained this thought of Antonio Brown, because to see where he could go as far as his talent level, his ceiling is so high. But you would get him like what the Pats got, you know, uh, Cam Newton for just yeah. pennies on the dollar, yeah. and he would be a vertical threat. I mean, he would complement what we've got right now. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things that I just. I think Corey Davis is going to take it, take it up, and and play his his hard uh, his out in twenty twenty and earn a contract in twenty twenty one with somebody.
1: What do you what do you think his numbers have to be to earn a contract?
0: With the Titans, mm-hmm. I just don't That's think he's number. going to do it. I just don't think he's going to get a deal. Period. Because it's one of those things. Like we we're talking about Jonu, Jayon Brown. I think Daquan Smith, uh, Daquan Jones. Even I think Malcolm Butler is up next year for a contract because. Uh, it, it, John is going to be on his team for the long term, I have no doubt, because yeah. I just the upside, again, drafting a guy, developing him, I think last year was a huge year for him. But I think Tannehill, obviously, like you mentioned, them working out in South Beach, it, Jonu is a freak. Yeah, and he is that you know Delaney walker called himself the called Johnny the Delaney walker 2.0 he's got the speed he's got to make you accountable he's becoming more you know of a, of a better blocker mm-hmm. um but then again they do have Pruitt and and Furks are kind of locked up as well so you never really know but I'm just thinking with the guys that are due next year in 2021 let me pull it up here on spo because you've got Quite a few guys. Obviously, Henry was, was locked in uh, just yesterday. But, yeah, Johnu, Jayon, Daquan. I think Malcolm Butler uh, might be up or his contract might be coming up. Um, I'm trying to think of other guys. There's not a ton of really key players. There's a lot of, you know, uh, Michael Pruitts, Kamala Correa, Jonathan, Jonathan Joseph. So, yep. I just – even if he put up – if he got over a 1,000 yards receiving – and say you put up five to ten touchdowns. I just don't think he gets the deal. Like that's that's my opinion. But what do you think? I mean, you think that's the possibility for him to get get some uh, get some love?
1: It's weird because I think he's gonna have to almost like be shy of a thousand, and but have like big have some really good moments because we're gonna be able to pay him a ton of money. So we have to find a deal like we're like oh he's gonna be good. Maybe things happen, you know, has a couple bad games, but still is like, you know what? My best opportunities here with the Titans. It's one of those things. You, he almost has to play mediocre, but good enough to give us hope. I don't know if that makes any sense because he's going to, because if he plays well, he's a guy that has so many physical tools. And he's just a, if he gets at 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns, his open market value is more than when the Titans are willing to pay. So I don't know. It'd be a really hard one. He'd have to get nine four touchdowns and have like two big games, you know, but I don't think he comes back, even though I'd, I'd like Formula 2. I'd love for him to wind up being, you know, a 1A, 1B with A.J. And A.J. has a big year and they're just swapping back and forth. That'd be an ultimate dream of mine. Whenever A.J. got drafted, I was kind of hoping that's what it'd be. Um and, you know, having who or uh, – I don't know. I would, I would love for him to show up and show out this year because that's exactly what the Titans need to perform. I think they need to take a, a next step as far as in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, defense is going to get – starting to get more stacked up. They're going to make Tannehill – like Tannehill's numbers are going to go down a little bit because, like, when you crunch the numbers and you crunch the season – obviously it's going to wind up, you know, having these fantastic red zone and fourth quarter numbers, but you know, you spread that across 16 games, things are going to, you know, loosen up if you will. So I, I hope, you know, there's going to be a small regression as far as stats go, but I think Tannehill is still going to play very well. Uh, His accuracy was there. The offense was really moving last year. And I, it just really, it worked for this team. And if, Corey can take that next step it's uh, it's dangerous man because I think AJ's just on a track to be a superstar in this league he's going to be a eventually wind up being a top 10 top 8 wide receiver type guy I don't know if he has like the it factor of Julio or you know Antonio Brown like those guys but I do think he can be a very very solid you know just every year 1100 1200 yards you know eight nine touchdowns just a just a stud every year. And that's the yeah. I think AJ can be. I don't think he's just like the super fast Twitch guy. Like you're going to see with Antonio. He's not a freak like Julio, uh, even AJ green type guys. But I do think that he's going to be special for a long time. And I would love to see Corey to just figure it out. Just figure it out. <laughs> just, yeah. just figure it yeah, out. I'm, he's I'm there. Looking. You know, he's a, he's a freak of nature too. He's, he's and flies and just does everything every once in a while. You'll, like that Eagles touchdown. Remember that when he caught the to beat the Eagles, we were like,
0: "Oh, he's yeah. here! He's here!" Well, I remember his his you know when when we drafted him. His highlights of, of even during the draft that what Western Michigan it was, I believe. Yeah. Or-
1: yeah. He, he was
0: just the yak yard guy. I mean, he he he'd take a screen pass and go, you know, sixty yards or whatnot. But just making guys miss that. Here's my thing. I, I, a part of me feels for Corey Davis because he was handcuffed to Marcus Mariota. The situation didn't work out. It's one of those things that. Oh man, I'm just looking at the the receivers that are available next year. That hypothetically, if if Corey Davis were to go off. He's really—I mean, there's a ton of second, you know, wide receiver twos. Like AJ Green's supposed to hit the market next year, but it's not really—I mean, Larry Fitzgerald out there, but he's you know what—thirty something, 35, thirty-five, thirty. It seems right? like
1: a retirement year for AJ. Or not, yeah,
0: not I mean, there's just not a lot right. of a lot of guys who are going to take a lot of attention away if Corey Davis comes out and really has a head-turning year. Um could be one of those guys that gets a fat check like a bunch of those NBA dudes that did a while ago that were just, uh, yeah. just trash guys. But, yeah. but again, it's one of those things that you just never know. I know I'm sick of watching guys, and, and I guess it kind of feels nice that, that uh, John Robinson's been, you know, I guess retaining our players that we're drafting versus going to see them, you know, succeed with other teams and other organizations. But... But let's talk about this. We'll wrap up the Titans with this questions and give us, uh, give us your thoughts in the comments. But it's one of those things that uh, Evan Harris on Twitter today put this in my mentions. And I thought it was a good question. Wanted to get your thoughts on it, Chase. And uh, obviously, if you're watching as well, let us know what you think. But playing the devil's advocate card here, if the Titans miss out on Jadeveon Clowney or any other high-profile edge player, is the Casey trade a bad move?
1: Yeah. And the only reason I'd say that is we it, it looks like we don't have we won't have as much depth and we took away another leader in that locker room. Um I guess I know I trust Frabel, I trust J. Rob, and I, I feel like they think they have enough leadership still there. But Jarrell Casey was a part of that deal, him and Delaney and all of them go at one time. Mm-hmm. It just uh, – even if it's just a leadership role and a couple big plays, that's that's exactly what Darrell Casey is probably going to get you. So if we don't land Clowney or we don't really land anybody, I, it's hard for me not to feel like we, we lost a little bit.
0: See, I, 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 I love – I mean, Woodyard – all those guys, Delaney Walker, even even Arakpo, guys that were in that that era of taking us out of the the darkness, I guess you know. Yeah. Um, as a fan, as a sentimental guy, I I would love to have Casey back. I would love to have him in the sense that, yes, I would love for him to retire a Titan. I'd love for him to go down as a legend, so on and so forth. But whenever you see the the price next to his name. Which I think in this the next three years, there's a thirty million dollars remaining on its contract oh, yeah, that yeah. The, the Broncos are taking on. He's getting older, and like J. Rob mentioned, I mean that that AFC Championship they didn't get the push in the middle that they wanted from a guy like Casey. I mean, Casey's a you know a solid pass rusher. He's obviously a, a smaller defensive tackle. He's still a what six two or six three yeah. three hundred pound defensive tackle. But when you have a guy like Jeffrey Simmons, who again. As this offseason has gone, you're seeing a ton of workout videos from Derrick Henry uh, and even today Jeffrey Simmons just putting his helmet on and, and working on his punch and all that stuff. It's it's hard to not look at him and think, I'm going to put my chips in on that guy and see yeah. if we can put some cash to make this team even better. Because, again, and I'll ask you this as well, like, what would you, ha- what would you change this offseason that John Robinson's done? I mean, even including the the, the draw casey trade, that's the one hanger for me.
1: Yeah. Um it's so hard for Casey because I'm almost I'm trying I'm trying I'm I think I'm looking more towards short term because I do think this year is another year like, hey, we can make a run. Mm-hmm. We have every piece. If somebody like, you know, because I think AJ's gonna be great, but Johnny is gonna be really, really good. But if Corey Davis can step up, and if we get clowny. There's there's a legit chance this Titans team could make a Super Bowl run, right? Um, because you know don't be wrong. There's a chance there's a puncher's chance to beat the Chiefs. Um, the Titans showed that they can beat the Ravens. I think the Ravens are great. Still going to be great. I think Lamar's going to be really good for you know at least the next four years. But right now it looks like the Titans are the number two spot, and they had a chance to beat them. They had a chance to beat the Chiefs. Now, granted, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid Andy Reid, but they won. Still a, still a puncher's chance, so everything has to come together. And if you miss on something like Casey coming back and even just making a couple big plays, which he really didn't in the first game, don't get me wrong, but um, I don't know. I, I don't think – right now I, I don't think he's done anything wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't think he's
1: missed on much. He's obviously worked fantastic deals, team-friendly deals for the short term. Now he's going to have to draft well in two or three years if he wants to keep everybody too. But so as of right now, I'm going to say nothing, but potentially, but missing out on the Casey thing for at least next year, win now mode could be a miss. Not a huge thing for me, but could be the only thing that I would say. What are your thoughts?
0: Craig just took took the 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 comment right there and, and- – I mean, wrapped it up for me exactly. I, I, the, the idea of a puncher's chance for the Titans versus the Chiefs, I think, is just wrong. I think the Titans can beat them in an open field and battle any day. Jon Snow, Battle of the Bastards style. It's one of those things that 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 game at, at, at Nissan Stadium, what was it, November? Uh mm-hmm. incredible crowd. Obviously, there was a ton of Chiefs at, at Nissan. Um, but it's one of those things they put their scheme together, they put their offensive attack together, and it worked out. But when you, I think losing to the Super Bowl champs, and I mean the probably the team of the 2020s, let's so they're they're going to yeah. be at the top for the next decade as long as my hub is under center. I just don't think the Titans are that far off to where I mean again this is assuming that Tannehill doesn't regress this is assuming that Henry's who we want him to be AJ Brown you know that even even beyond Corey Davis in that time frame if if he does not work out who are they going to bring in behind him to take that second receiver spot um i just to me it's one of those things that this offseason even going into this offseason i'm thinking this is going to be Probably a make not a make or break year, but an extremely important year for John Robinson with how he handles players, how the fans think of him, and I was so interested to see how he he has done it. And like I said, the one hanger being the Casey trade, it it just makes too much sense and it shows too much foresight for him to sit back and think, I can free up ten million dollars. Yeah. By by trading Casey, and all of a sudden you get all you know Henry Henry retained. Um, you know, Tannehill extended as well. It's just one of those things. Obviously you're coding a whole lot of age out. They want to get younger. They want to get cheaper, but it's one of those things that, yeah, I, I fully believe that John Robinson looks at this team right now and says, this is a, this year is our Super Bowl year uh, is our window. Yeah. It's wide open. Obviously last year in the two and four start with Mariota. It makes me wonder, assuming we have a full 2020 season, you know, pending the COVID pandemic, um, I, I think that we're going to be. I think we're going to win the AFC South. I think we're going to potentially be a number one or two seed, um, because I, I I think there's a lot that could be going in the Titans' favor. Obviously, the 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 weirdness and this is the same thing for the NBA and the NHL. Like, will will all these championships that that teams win this year be tainted, or will there be an asterisk by their name for saying it was the 2020 COVID season where you're living in a bubble? And you're overcoming all these weird circumstances and, and you still want a championship. Yeah. So all that to say, getting a shout out from our guy, Zach Brooks. Uh, haven't, haven't seen this guy in a while, but, uh, did get a, did get a nice invite to his wedding, which I'm excited about. So shout out to him. Um, but let's move on to some Braves, baby. Yeah. The chop on is, is, well, let's talk about this first. This is in, in the, the headliner for a couple days. The Braves have, have kind of considered the name of, of the Atlanta Braves. They're not going to be moving away from the Braves, but they're looking at the chop, which is, the, the you know, for all those that don't know, it's the Seminoles, the Chiefs, basically any Native American-themed team probably does it in some form or fashion. Yep. Are, the, are the Braves making the right choice by looking at something as traditional as the chop and potentially removing it?
1: I would be a very big fan Personally, if they made the the stand, it'd be like, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. The only person that's complained is the guy that got smoked. And that was a St. Louis Cardinals pitcher. <sighs> he's, a, he's played there dozens of times, but the one time he gets smoked, he's all of a sudden, it's like, well. Up in arms. <laughs> all defensive. Yeah. It's like, of course it was, because you got waxed and it embarrassed you. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um." I don't know it just I would love if they took a stand and said there's nothing wrong with it, we're gonna keep it um, but I understand in today's climate, it's probably better financially right
0: for them to, for them to take the chop away,
1: yeah, wow, I think there's just a lot of investors and there a, a lot of people believe that it 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 has a bad look and if they were the ones to make a stand it would be great. I just think that there's a lot of there's too many folks in today's climate that would celebrate if they took it away instead of being like, "Oh, okay, we'll keep that." Even though it should be kept. I just think that there's a lot of there's a lot of business owners that would be like, "Well, gives a bad perception if we keep it."
0: So, see I, I get what you're saying and where you're coming from. I just think that if I were to attend a Braves game and they removed it. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a thinner crowd. I think that because here's the thing, everyone always says it's it's the it's the loud minority that, that celebrates these types of things, right? Like it's yeah. it's the woke crowd, whatever you want to call. It. Like it's it's one of those things to me that as an investor, I want to please the fans. I want to please those that are going to come out and buy the jerseys, buy the chips, buy the beers and invest their money into our product because I mean if I were at a stadium, I think it would. I think it would. If, if the chop is gone, I think there'd be fewer fans in the stands. I think it would be a huge hit to the Braves fandom, or, or fan crowd, or whatever that you know. Whatever I'm trying to say, um, the fan base is what I'm trying to say. But yeah. I think if you went, I think you're still going to see people starting that chant.
1: Yeah. Um, no matter and, what, the south
0: that's the thing dude because it's one of those and we talked about this when we were there of just the atmosphere when that drum starts pounding and you just know what's coming yeah and it's the whole crowd you know the cell phone Everyone. lights are on, it's it's an atmosphere and it's one of those things that i respect the braves for looking at everything i mean mm-hmm. the, the name it's one of those things um it's just one of those things to me that uh I think it would be a massive mistake for them to move uh, away from, uh, from the chop or the name. Obviously, the Redskins are a completely different story now with you know stories of sexual harassment coming out today. There's going to be some
1: juicy come out.
0: Yeah, I don't know if we can really get into all the details because we don't really know everything quite yet. But that's that's in itself, they need a new start. They need, they need oh, yeah. a new culture. All, they all should. Sure um, but obviously, our guy Corey Nicholas Lester coming in here saying Braves winning it all, baby. I'm excited. Um, obviously, the the inner squad matchups are happening right now. I'm not. I'm not. I think it's on like MLB app or something like that. You have to watch it on there. Yeah. Not, a- not able to see the guys play. But tell me your initial thoughts about Yasiel Puig uh, and signing with the Braves because again, I did not see that coming at all. And, no. and to think of what he's been—I remember watching him in, in Chattanooga with the Lookouts when he was a lot scrawnier. Uh, but obviously, I'm excited to have him on the Braves. But what do you think, man? What's what's coming with Yasiel Puig?
1: Yeah, well, our boy Kibby, as he said the other day in the text, man, it just—it takes away that Marquez thing, and now we yeah. know. Now we know what happens. Now we've got a future. Now I know he's another one that he has uh, made some mistakes. He is. Treated the game unfairly, you know, in, in the baseball clearest world, and they, they, the truest park is going to be a have a heathen in the stands or in the stadium now. <laughs> but um, he, he was supposed to be that generational talent. A lot of people, I don't. Do you remember when he came into Chattanooga Lookouts for those three weeks?
0: I, I was at one of those games. It was random. I didn't even. You know, out. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't realize who it was. It was,
1: it was absolutely nuts because he was really what Ronald Acuna was supposed to be, what he is now. What Acuna is, that's what Puig was supposed to be. He was supposed to be this three-tool player that was uh, going to be, you know, five-tool player that's supposed to be just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he has times. He's he's a great ball player, but he's a total douchebag too. Yeah. So it, it's tough for some people to like him and He's had bad moments. He he had a couple bad moments with the with, with the Dodgers, and um, but he's a good player. He's a really good player. He fills a need that we we were desperate for. Whenever Nick decided not to play, which I totally understand, mm-hmm. that's something. I if you don't want to play for health reasons, that's fine, man. You you do you. A lot of these guys have very good reasons to not play. That's something I'm not judging for. But I just uh, I look forward to. Having Puig on the team because there's gonna be some interesting moments. You never know what you're gonna get out of that guy. He's gonna double backflip. flip. He's gonna cuss somebody out. He's gonna flip See, somebody the bird. It's gonna be fun. I love that stuff, man. It's I, gonna be man. very different.
0: That's old school sports to me. Uh, if you don't like it, then you obviously you give your thoughts. I love what I what I love doing, Chase, is is getting on YouTube and getting sucked into a vortex of watching oh, yeah. old unspoken rules of baseball being broken and referees and general managers going at it and all that stuff. It's one of those things to me that I, I love the addition for what you just said. It fills the need of Marcakis. It's one. And now the outfield, I mean, that's the biggest thing I've heard the whole week is our outfield is loaded right now, oh, yeah. but also the DH spot with that coming in. Now it's something that it gives you another guy to move in there and, and, you know kind of work with here, but uh, what's Greg saying? Man, <laughs> hearing Chase say truest park reminded me of how bad that name is. That is very true. I'll let others uh die on the Tomahawk Hill, I'll die on the SunTrust Park. Yeah, I, I even mean, say it the whole time. Yeah, I it's always Sun Trust to me. My father in law he, he passed through going to West Virginia just a couple days ago, and I said, When we're we going to Sun Trust? Oh, I mean truest, whatever the yeah. hell that is, but but big. yeah, I. I love the signing of Puig again. Like you were saying, he's known to be a douchebag. He's got that that cocky. I, I like it because yeah. there's a lot of guys on this team, like Ozzy Albies, even Acuna. Obviously, the language barrier is different there. He still gets his his message across. But to have a guy that can be that vocal guy, Freddie Freeman's a quiet guy. He, he does, he, you know, he's a lunch pail, shows uh, up, and does it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the addition of Yasiel Puig. It's exciting. I'm I'm interested in a new way to see what the Braves are going to be
1: in, in 2020. This is going to be a very fun team because Cunha and a lot of the guys on this team have a lot of swag, man. It's going to be fun. There's going to be some big bombs. I mean, it's, it's got some, it's got a flair to it that you've not seen in a while. And, you know, we've seen it with Cunha and Albies the last couple of years, like they're best friends and, this is going to be a really good environment, I think, for Puig because these guys are these guys are bros. These guys are buddies. Yeah, like everybody's cool. It seems like. I mean, you know, it seems like a fun team to be on that wants to win, also. So, yeah, it's going to be a good environment for him, and I think he's going to lighten up. He's not going to be. I think he had some tough times in L.A. And I, from what I heard, he had some little weird times here, you know, because he still was tough on the language part. Uh, mm-hmm. In some instances, especially like when you come to the South,
0: it's <laughs> you have to the South.
1: yeah, it just seems it's, funny to me. Especially like Chattanooga, like it's different when you go to Atlanta or LA. There's going to be some like a lot of multicultures there, so you're going to find stuff that you fit in with. But when you come to small town Chattanooga, especially you know what was that six years ago? Still not quite what it is nowadays. So yeah, it was probably a little different for him, but. Glad he's here. Glad he's, yeah. glad he's a Brave. Chop
0: on. I'm, a, I'm excited. I, I'm still curious to see what the pitching is going to look like. And, and it's something I want to make sure everyone knows. If you're a Braves fan, if you're jumping in here and thinking obviously we're talking three different teams with Titans, Braves and Vols, we do have our Chop on Chat, myself and Andy Sims, who's Chat10Braves on Twitter. Great follow if you're a Braves fan. We'll be recording some uh, some podcasts for the Braves as the season gears up and gets going. We are Supposed to have one a couple weeks ago, but but schedules did not align. So make sure and follow us and subscribe to our podcast anywhere you listen to the chop on chat. But Chase, let's wrap this puppy up. We're almost an hour into this, man. And and mm-hmm. we've talked about basically two things. So that's pretty cool. Um yeah. good old Rocky Top man. It's yeah, getting, it's getting kind of bad up there from what we've seen in the last week or two. Um, Vols getting hit by the Rona. I know you mentioned it before as far as the NCAA potentially not having or maybe having a, a season. What are you really expecting the season to look like for the for not just the Vols but for the entire college football world?
1: Yeah, um, I don't know, man. Well, the, the ACC and the Big Ten have obviously announced that they're going to do just conference games only. I imagine it's probably what the announcement's going to be for the SEC. I guess they'll add another game, do ten games. I don't. I don't know. Have you heard anything about how they're going to do like a, a national champion? Are we just going to play football for regular season and call it call it good? Or that's the thing. And I think
0: I said this last week. Obviously, everyone's flying by the seat of their pants with with a lot of this stuff. I think since last week, there's been the conversation about vaccines working. I think on 30 different patients, and they're going to or 50 patients. Now they're going to go to 30,000 trials. I guess you could say uh I'll happily volunteer for that I'll put that on record if if it helps us move along from this terrible time to be honest I'm a part of me is thinking they have no idea and they're hoping that all this stuff kind of goes away by that time that that's going to be at, I mean at the last part of this year that yeah. they have a clear idea and it can be hey let's just take the top 20 teams or whatever it is I love the idea with what the NBA the NHL I think other leagues are doing like the MLS as well of just taking eight to, eight to twelve to sixteen teams and giving a bracket, and let's just do this thing, you know yeah there's something cool about that to me, however, obviously for college football, preseason rankings and what you get at the end of a season are completely different, it's and so teams different. yeah, fall out and all that stuff. My thing, I don't love the inter conference or conference only games idea uh I would like to see conferences i mean I don't know yeah. At least do a regional thing. Austin Stanley of A to C sports had a great idea as far as the ACC and the SEC kind of matching up one weekend, which I thought was really cool. Uh, I hope he actually gets it in front of someone that can look at it and kind of chew on it because it's one of those things to me, man. I, I think people, again, I'm, I'm having to grow accustomed to thinking, Hey, what are the Vols going to be like in 2020? Because this, this yeah. whole situation has thrown my, routine off of thinking hey <laughs> we're in july college football is coming i was telling chase for all those watching i was telling chase part of the show just going live of i saw some photos of kate mays and other vols players practicing getting ready and it's thinking oh man it, it makes me excited because i've been so disconnected from the reality of our sports world but again I hate, I, I know with the, in the NFL, I think the cases at mid July or mid June were up and I think they're coming down. Obviously, yeah. man, it's like, what what is it going to even look like for the sake of the season? Are you going to have more? You know, obviously these college teams are having maybe basically double of what the NFL permits on the sideline.
1: Yeah. Are you going to have
0: these guys just go out there and potentially, you know, contract the, the virus? But,
1: I don't, I don't I don't know how that I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know why that's such a big deal for not going to we're going to play in conference, but like you're just going to keep the virus regional?
0: Like yeah, yeah. Well, while it spreads in other regions and it all yeah. spreads again, but
1: I, I just have a big fear that it's not going to happen. I think it's just too difficult for college where you can halfway oscillate like obviously the NBA and the NHL are doing their own bubbles and um and and uh the MLS as well. Um, And the PLL already does that uh, essentially anyways, playing in single stadiums. But it's so hard to do college sports because these kids are around other kids all the time. You're going to make these kids go to class by themselves and do all that and isolate them just so they can play football. And then you you have all this – Craziness that's going to happen as far as well, you're isolating these kids, and now you can't pay them, and it's just going to start all this workings. It's just probably not worth it. Um, It's it's tough for me to see them actually having a college season this fall. So you
0: think it's probably not happening?
1: I have a big worry, man, because I think what's going to happen with Florida. Especially Florida State or Florida, hell even UCF or or Miami. If one of those schools is like can't do it, I just we just can't do it. And they're in a Power Five conference, and I, I, to roll off that to go with Craig's post down at the last college. This college fiasco has just uh, made it clear that Power Five needs a council or a commission of some sort. It really does because. Everybody's just going to have to follow suit, I guess. Like, if the ACC is like, man, we've got two schools in Florida State and Miami that are just too much. Like,
0: yeah.
1: cases are too bad down there. We can't send kids to school. We can't send them around this. Um, the death toll is the highest it's ever been in the state of Florida. And the stat I heard as of yesterday was if Florida was its own country, it would have the fourth highest in the world as far as corona cases.
0: Leave it's it to Florida, Florida man.
1: That's
0: Florida. It. Yeah. I, I agree with what you're saying because it, it just as much money's on the table for these teams, these programs, you know, these schools unless you're gonna be able to pay these, you know, every one of these guys that get sick go to the hospital. If you're gonna if you're gonna foot the bill of that, uh yeah. I mean, that's a that's a risk you probably do not wanna take. And it's unfortunate because obviously Chatton Sports runs on watch parties, runs on events around these teams. Our podcasts are centered. Obviously, it's been difficult to find things to talk about. For a long time, it was basically Tom Brady, where he's going to go. Mahomes gets a deal, and obviously now Derrick Henry gets a deal. So those are kind of the big things that have been taking place. But, And we we even said this for all those watching. Let's not just have a COVID conversation because it's so impactful on every level of sports and every level of our entertainment life. I mean it's just crazy to think of where we're at. But the more that you talk about it, the more I tend to agree of thinking it's probably smarter for us to not have a college football season. Like it just, because here's the thing, like Greg Sankey said this week, if you, he wants to see a a significant shift in cases, which requires us to take the precautions that nobody seems to want to take and wear a damn mask. Like, I don't understand it. Like, that's my thing of like, if I can have sports this fall, I will happily wear, I'll oh, yeah. happily wear this gator that I, or that I ordered from volunteer traditions just to protect myself and others, but also selfishly to get my sports back. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's one of those.
1: And, and I guess that's the thing is like, yeah, you know what? This is the one time where everybody else is doing it. Just put your freaking mask on. Like yeah. I go, and this is no offense to the, People of small towns, I'm not generalizing it, but that's just where I've seen it. Um, where I was house sitting out, kind of out there. So they go to this, there's just one big gas station, in this one store, and it's the people of the small towns are just two tough guys to put on a mask. It's like, just wear your freaking mask in the store, man. Yeah. They're just touching everything, doing their thing. It's like, man, just put a mask on for four minutes, five minutes. Yeah. Get your coffee and Get out of there, man. It's not a big deal. Like just, but they're tough guys. You don't want to look don't want to look soft in a mask, right? So, and I'm sure a lot of them were the ones that took Joe Rogan whenever he was like, "I don't wear a mask. It's for pussies." But even though he was joking, they probably took it literally. Yeah. <laughs> that goat, man. Joe, you know you can't say things. Everybody takes it too serious.
0: Yeah, hundred million dollar influence right there, man. That's ah, man. Yeah, you're spot on because to me, it's one of those things that even. You know, not to get on a COVID conversation again, but if we want to have sports, even if we do have sports, and I know more and more NFL teams are coming out saying that, you know, 15 to 20% of our stadium capacity will be allowed during these games. They're going to block people off in groups of 10, from what I've read. Yeah. And it's like, it's a whole different atmosphere. It's so weird. It's, but it's one of those things. You're still going to have to wear a Daggum mask and take the precautions and get your hand sanitizer. Which my daughter loves, by the way. She keeps pumping this stuff out. So I'm having to like.
1: Keep She's day. gonna have like no freaking skin on her hands. I told her I was
0: like your hands are gonna bleed if you keep doing it that much. But but yeah, I mean it's just the simplicity of, of doing what you have to do to be to be cautious or conscious of everyone else around you. But. Yeah, the more that you said, I, I tend to agree that I, I one, I doubt what Greg Sankey's saying is going to happen. That they're going to have enough of a shift to have it, no but way. also it's just not worth the risk for these young athletes to go out there. I mean, I, I think it's something that you give them another year of eligibility, give them another oh, opportunity yeah. next year, and and let's just even if they move it to spring, you think it's a possibility for them to move it to spring?
1: Possible. I just it logistically doesn't seem like it's gonna it would work, but financially. I could see it working out for a lot of these teams being like, hey, college football is way more valuable than college basketball. We'll put it on the back burner on TV deals. We'll do the whole thing because it just means too much for football. Football just pays the bills, man. And and more
0: ways than one, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, think of the SEC Network. And what that means if they don't have sports because if they're going to you know cancel football there's no chance of softball volleyball what does it mean for basketball in the spring I know we talked about it last week too but that's just something that, it seems like it's going to have to come to that point but yeah yeah um,
1: man. I want to touch on one last thing old Craig says down there at the bottom the putting the pro leagues in the small bubble that was made Orlando terrible I, I know like it seems like it but if these dudes would stop. I don't know if you guys heard about There's been two players that, like, escaped and went out. Guys were trying to bring girls in. Uh, one guy – yeah. Yeah. Trouble. And then one guy, like, wasn't thinking. I don't I don't remember which, what his name was, but um, he left and just went to go pick up his food. He was like, I thought it was, it was across the street. I didn't think it was a big deal. And now he's quarantined for 14 days. So, like, if these guys would – not be idiots or not or just think a little bit, um, then it wouldn't be that bad because Disney's made for it. Like that's yeah. this is built perfectly for this scenario, and I know I I know it would suck. It would be awful to just hanging out and, on a side piece of Disney campus for what? <laughs> four months. Yeah, it would be awful. Well, like, I- you can only play so many video games, you can only make so many podcasts, Zoom meetings. Right. But you're getting paid fat stacks, man. You gotta rally for a year, man. Take oh, dear. take your lump for one year. Go play some ball. Yeah.
0: That should be a that should be a thing that these leagues take on. And if their leagues don't actually happen, how many fans are willing to live in these bubbles? <laughs>
1: For it would be still last
0: up. standing for for fat yeah. stacks, but but I also heard speaking of those is that there's now a a hotline or a safety line, a, line, a call, line basically, Yeah, you can snitch on guys that are sneaking out or sneaking people in. It's just kind of comical at this point, but it's it's such a sign of the times. It's just weird all across. But
1: it's so strange, man.
0: But I think we should wrap this puppy up, dude. We uh, that went quick, man. I'm, I'm, I'm I know
1: surprised. we do this every time. Uh, last, no real reason to say this, but uh, I was watching uh, Bob Saget and Joe Rogan talk about, you know, they were on the podcast for like three hours it's the same yeah. thing. I, I totally get it. And he was like, God, we've been here for how long? It's like a vortex in here. I don't even know what happens. <laughs> I, I do the same thing when I when we hop on these pods. It's like, it's been an hour and 10 minutes. Are you kidding me?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to everybody who's, who's jumped in the comments here and uh, giving your thoughts with us. Um, if you're new to us, make sure and check us out at ChattinSports.com. Keep an eye on our website, our social media for any announcement that we have coming up. We're chewing on some things right now, debating about some things, but also just for our watch parties if you're in the local Chattanooga, Tennessee area. Also, make sure and check out our friends at Parkway Poorhouse. Uh, check do. them out at ParkwayPoorhouse.com. They're doing, I, I believe, uh, in Chattanooga, I believe we're still in phase two. or They're allowed to, to have patrons in the, the bar. Yep. I was actually uh, last weekend we went down, went to the aquarium, stopped by, uh, but did not get a chance to go and actually eat there. So I was uh, sad. Sadly, I was not able to have some of their wings, but highly recommend their their entire menu to so check them out. But uh, Chase, it's good to see you, man. Pleasure if, as always, sir. Even if it's virtually. Uh, but guys, thanks so much for checking us out, and we will see you all next week for another episode of Chat Ten Sports. Have a great Let's week. Out.